Hi, it's Jamie, Progressive's Employee of the Month, two months in a row. Leave a message at the... Hi, Jamie. It's me, Jamie. I just had a new idea for our song about the Name Your Price tool. So when it's like, tell us what you want to pay, hey, 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 and the trombone goes, blah, 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 and you say, we'll help you find coverage options to fit your budget. Then we just all do finger snaps while a choir goes, savings coming at ya, savings coming at ya. Yes? No? Maybe? Anyway, see your practice tonight. I got new lyrics for the rap break. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, hello, hello. I am Matt Williamson. This is the Locked On NFL Podcast. Uh, we're going to talk. I'm kind of squeezed for time. I need to run. i got to get down to the Steelers facility and talk, you know, my daily Steelers show. But I wanted to get this to you before that. Um, I want to give you my take on both of last night's games, the NFL uh, week one came in like a lion, went out like a lion, was sort of a lamb in between. But guys, it's week one, chill. You know, I mean, a lot of people saying, well, it was week one a disappointment. No, I mean, the, the first game was awesome. Thursday night, the last game of the week was awesome. Um, and we're going to talk about that in a minute. We're brought to you by ZipRecruiter. But I want to tell you there is an announcement on the Locked On NFL podcast. Mike Renner from Pro Football Focus. He's going to join me tomorrow we're going to record noon Eastern time every Wednesday, him and I just talking NFL. And he's really good. Uh, I urge you to check him out at PFF underscore Mike. Um, if you're not familiar with him, you will be very, very soon. But him and I are just going to riff around about the NFL all the time, you know, every every Wednesday. So we're going to have a, a regular guest on the show. Some of you have been asking about that. Um, I love talking to you guys one-on-one. But I think I'm even better with somebody else. So every Wednesday, Mike will be joining us. So Saints travel to Minnesota. And sort of the outcome I expected. Um, I am very high on the Vikes, as you guys know. I'm high on Diggs and really high on Bradford, too, compared to the consensus, as well as the defense. And I'm, a, I'm more and more concerned about the Saints than ever. Um, offensive tackles, they had two backup guys by the end of the game. Um, I don't think the, the level of weaponry with Cook's not there is where it usually is. And I thought the defense would be better, and maybe it still is, but it's still certainly a concern. Um, Saints come out strong on offense, so Peterson got the start. More about him later. Long drive down the field, kept the chains moving, getting everyone involved. But they settled for three, and that is obviously a trend. I had Will Lutz on my fantasy team, so I didn't mind that. But it was a strong start, I thought, on the road, hostile environment, 3 nothing ain'ts. Um, how about the Vikes? Five new starters on the offensive line. They didn't play one snap together, obviously, last year or in the preseason. But overall, I thought the line played well. Um, I was really high on Elf Line. I've told you this a couple times, that they got a gift that he was still there that late in the draft in the third round. Um, they're trying to get more athletic on the offensive line. They're accomplishing that. Elf line in particular stands out in that regard. Making second-level blocks, blocks on the move. I thought Riley Reef had a nice game too. So I think this O-line officially is not awful anymore. And you guys know my take on how the O-line totally derailed the Vikings season on both sides of the ball last year. Uh, but it played pretty well. Again, this wasn't the 85 Bears they played against. Um, that first series, though... 
Marcus Williams and Anzalone, two Saints rookies, a little eager, got flagged uh, for what late hits or un, un, you know un, unsportsmanlike you know calls. Anzalone, I thought was really impressive in this game. Somebody to watch. He fell in the draft only for injury concerns, but a good player. They may have gotten a steal there. Um, the Vikes settled for three here, but you could see Diggs was already showing up, and he has a giant game. Um, as the game goes on, um, basically all three Saints running backs basically got equal time, and you can understand why. Um, the Saints throw a lot of different personnel packages at you. I mean, they're hard to prepare for. That's something that is true every year with Sean Payton's team. Um, they had another nice long drive, though. Eat up an early portion of the second quarter. That also ends in a field goal. They're up 6-3. That's when Str- Zach Strife went out of the game, though. Streif went out of the game. Uh, Ramchek was already filling in for Armstead. That's trouble, you know, against Everson Griffin and Daniel Hunter. That's a problem. Um, and Daniel Hunter had a real nice game. He's one of my breakout guys, as you know. Um, and this is going to be a problem for the Saints. I haven't heard more on the Streif situation, but he didn't return. And that's, you know, Bradford started to heat up about that part of the game, too, where three really nice throws in a row. Boom, boom, boom. He looks like the first overall pick. I mean, few throw the ball as well and as accurately as Bradford. And he's fun to watch when he's in that mode. Uh, Right down the field, though, really nice digs touchdown. 10-6. Really didn't look back from there. Um, Again, I thought the offensive line was consistently improving as the game went on with their run block. Run blocking, pass protection was good. Again, they didn't play the 85 Bears. I recognize that. Uh, Bradford was pinpoint on deep and intermediate passing. Uh, Hits Thielen in stride downfield. Ball's rarely hitting the ground in the first half. And if it was, it was on drops. Cooks had a few drops. Or or Cook, I'm sorry, had a few drops in this game. Um, Late in the first half, Diggs gets blasted with a, a cheap hit to the head. Vaccaro. He's going to get fined for that, I'm sure. And then a few days later, Diggs goes up and gets it on a fade route for a tu- for a touchdown. I'm not even sure I'd call that a fade. It was more like a fade stop. Uh, very impressive by all. You know, Bradford, again, is humming. Diggs looks like a number one receiver. Thielen's really playing well. Second half, Diggs continues to put on a show. Deep ball on the sideline catch, uh, despite the pass interference by Harris. One-on-one down the sideline, you know, he draws a pass interference, but he still makes the play. I thought this was kind of funny, even sort of sad, but Murray comes in for one carry. First carry ever is a Viking, fumbles, gets pulled, never see him again. (laughs) See ya. Um, Cook then drops another. Uh, That was the one blemish, I would say, on Cook or the offense were some drops. But it's still 13-6. Um, really, that's the only time the ball's hitting the ground. And at this point, too, the Vikes defensive ends, I think, are really teeing off on the backup tackles of the Saints. Makes it awful hard. Uh, Harrison Smith had a great game here. Xavier Rhodes limped to the locker room. He came back, but something to monitor as they travel to Pittsburgh this week. Um, Waynes gave up a bomb. Tommy Lee Lewis, really interesting player. Jitterbug, do-it-all type guy. Uh, excellent throw by Breeze. Gives Breeze. It gives the Saints first and goal from the eight, from the you know from the eight yard line going in. It looks like they had a chance, but then they sputtered more and again settled for the field goal. Again, my Lutz love was happy for fantasy, and it's 19-9 at that plays at that point. Um, not your 2016 Vikings. You know, explosive plays, not just dump offs, driving the ball down the field, explosive runs. 
Um, no more load hold types was a note I made here too on the offensive line. Just going back to them being athletes. There's no Phil load hold or you know heavy footed maulers. I was really impressed with Kamara, and I have been every step of the way. I mean, this guy. He was recruited by Alabama. I mean, for Alabama to bring in a running back, there's going to be a talented dude, and he absolutely is a bigger version of their receiving backs in the past. All you Peterson people that want to make a big deal out of this, he probably would have liked to got more carries, especially in Minnesota. But the game script didn't ha- handle it that way. You know, I mean, the three backs are going to share time, and a lot of it's going to be game script dependent. No team throws their running backs over the course of the year more than New Orleans. That doesn't help Peterson's situation, especially when they're losing. But also no team uses more running backs than New Orleans, too. Well, maybe maybe the Patriots. But he's going to get his time. I'm sure he's going to have some impressive games. This wasn't one of them. Um, they did end up with Fleener ends up with a garbage time touchdown with just two under two minutes of the game to make it 29-19. But I also thought Peyton could have been more aggressive as a head coach, going for it more instead of settling for field goals when you were down pretty heavy on the scoreboard. Uh, Oh, by the way, Cook ends up with 127 yards rushing, and Thielen was great in this game. That was a uh, Vikings record. Beat beat the the, the one of Adrian Peterson before him. Uh, Great work by Cook. Again, he's on a... Uh, potentially rookie of the year type pace. Really nice game by the Vikes. They're a big time contender in my opinion. Now I told you we are brought to you by ZipRecruiter, one of our many sponsors. And if you're out there and would like to sponsor us, get in touch with me. I'm at, at Williamson NFL or get in touch with our my man David Locke. But ZipRecruiter is good stuff. Um, want to tell you a little bit about them. Are you hiring? Do you know where to post your job to find the best candidates? So it's always difficult. Like I always talk about me as a as a recruiting assistant at Pitt. Like, boy, it would be great to have a zip recruiter type of system for then. You know that how hard it is to find talent, and you got to scour, and so much wasted time watching not bad players, but players you don't want. Um, but you don't do that with ZipRecruiter. I mean, that, that's what's so great about it. When you're looking for talent as somebody hiring in any walk of life, you use ZipRecruiter. You can post your job to 100 plus job sites with just one click. Then their powerful technology efficiently matches the right people to your job better than anyone else out there. That's why ZipRecruiter is different. Other, unlike other job sites, ZipRecruiter doesn't depend on candidates finding you. It goes out and finds them. In fact, 80% of employers who post a job on ZipRecruiter get a quality candidate through the site within a day. Within one day. That's awesome. Uh, no juggling emails or calls to your office. You simply screen, rate, and manage candidates all in one place with ZipRecruiter's Zip easy-to-use dashboard. Find out why ZipRecruiter has been used by all businesses of all sizes to find the most qualified job candidate with immediate results. And right now, my listeners can post jobs on ZipRecruiter for free. That's right, free. I mean, how great's that? You just go to ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L, all caps, L-O-N-F-L. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. One more time and try it for free. Again, this is free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash NFL. Oh, I'm sorry, slash L-O-N-F-L. ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-N-F-L. So, again, I mentioned that week one went out with a bang. Um, was torn on who to pick in this game. Two rookie head coaches. Chargers go to Denver. I had written an article for FanRag early in the week talking about who do I think's going to... The, the, the assignment was which set of edge rushers 
would be more dominant in this game. And I went for the Chargers. I'll probably call them San Diego. Sorry. In advance. I maybe already did. And I don't know who won that battle. Melvin Ingram was awesome in this game. All over the place. Bosa started the game extremely strong. Miller was phenomenal, as always. Shaq Barrett was outstanding. Bosa kind of faded as the game went. Um, I picked at the end of that article, previewing the game, obviously, that the Chargers would win that battle. Because I thought of the four, Shaq Barrett was the weak link, you know, although I thought Miller was the best player of the group. But I thought the the drop from Miller and uh, or from Bosa and uh, Ingram to uh, Shaq was substantial. Um, and I also thought that Melvin Gordon would be the great equalizer than have the, that running game and that control to make life easier and keep them out of more third and long situations, those type of things. And that sort of held true. Um, but again, I mean, so my notes here are Bosa and Ingram are just utterly dominant utter, early on, totally unblockable, beating multiple blockers, great agility, burst. Um, Gordon breaks a long run on their first drive. Uh, the Chargers were struggling with crowd noise. Allen drop would have been a first down on third down. Punt. First play of the next drive. Simeon throws one right to Hayward that should have been a pick six. Dropped. Brutal. Turned into a Denver touchdown drive. I mean, that's that's one you kick yourself on in the film room the next day. Uh, Bosa jumped off sides. And Simeon hits Fowler in the end zone on a free play. Uh, during that drive, too, Hireman caught a big pass that was tipped on this drive. Another huge play that could have gone either way. Great concentration by him. Uh, Allen then struggles to haul in another that would have been a first down, but then quickly after draws a pass interference against Roby. That was a huge play. Uh, a real nice route by, Ang by by Gordon against the linebacker Davis and then jumps over a tackler into the end zone. I thought Gordon played really well in all facets. Has really developed into a weapon in the passing game, too. Has come a long way. Uh, next drive, Simeon makes, a, makes plays with his legs on the next drive a couple times and finishes it with his first ever touchdown run. Make it 14-7. Uh, I have not been a Simeon fan, but... Boy, he played well. Made a lot of plays with his legs. Best I've seen him play for sure against a good defense. Um, almost all Gordon in the first half of the Chargers, which is something I kind of projected. Very few throws, and a lot of them were were to him anyways. Um, you know, and I, and I got to say, too, I thought Keenan Allen had some early struggles, hasn't played in a while, but he looked like himself to me, and that's really a big deal. He's clearly their number one receiver. Looked quick, looked healthy. Hopefully that maintains uh, to be true for Allen. All we know his history. Chargers get the ball in the second half. Quickly third and six. And Roby muscles Allen off the ball for an INT. I thought it could have been a pass interference, but it was a great play by Roby. Another huge play. Gives Denver great field position. Um, Simeon makes a real nice touch throw to Demarius on the sideline. ten yard On the 10-yard line. Making a lot of plays with his feet, playing really well, making people miss. And Anderson finishes that drive with a touchdown, but brought back from an illegal shift penalty. But then, boom, go to Fowler, second touchdown of the night. Uh, strong throw by Simeon. They're up 21-7 and in control of this game. Um, first play of the, of the next drive, Okun gets whipped by Barrett. Um, Okun's kind of limping around afterwards, but that may have been a convenient situation. He got whipped. A nice work by Barrett. Again, I said he had a nice day. 
Um, at this point, as the third quarter's ending, I'm thinking, man, this, the, the Chargers' defense is dragging. Week one, fatigue is set in. High air of Denver. Uh, they they did hold Denver to a long to a field goal after a long drive, and that was probably a big point too. If that's a touchdown, this game is over. We know that's not what happened. You know, the game <laughs> ended up being a lot more a lot more drama coming. Um, Denver D, I thought, played well. Got a lot of pressure up the middle as well. Crazy interception by Phillips caused by Desmond King. And that's a 10-37 remaining in the game. Denver's up 24-7 when that happened. Huge play. Uh, quick drive then results in a Keenan Allen touchdown. And then he thro- dumbass throws the ball at Denver defenders. You know, it's like, dude, what are you doing? It's still, it's 24-14. And the penalty didn't end up costing the Chargers too bad. But, dude, you know, you're trying to come back. And I know you're excited and, you know, haven't played. And you're coming back from injury. And, again, you look good. But what are you doing? Weirdest thing of this game to me. Did Hunter Henry even play? Non-existent. I mean, blocked some motion blocker. Was he battling an injury that I didn't know about him? Does Anthony Lynn just look at him like he's Lee Smith, the blocking tight end? Didn't use him at all. I mean, rarely even saw him in the routes. Didn't play that much. I mean, I don't understand that. Does Hunter? Does Anthony Lynn see Hunter Henry differently than I do? I'm curious. Um, and then Charles tries to do too much, changing fields, uh, Chargers cause a fumble, recover. It's first and 10 on Denver's 38 with 7.07 remaining. First play is boom, a long touchdown to Benjamin. Far too open in the end zone on corner route. It's 24-21. Holy smokes, we got ourselves a crazy game. The Chargers had scored 14 points in 110, or 110, a minute 10 uh, of playing time. 14 points in slightly over a minute of playing time for the Chargers. And boom, this thing is getting crazy. Denver takes over. They hit Virgil Green down the seam, and they get a roughing the passer call. Wow, first and 10 on the 16-yard line. And then Bosa and Ingram sack Simeon on the next play. They get there basically at the same time. Ingram sacks him alone after that, and Denver misses the fum- misses the field goal. They still have life. I mean, the Chargers got a shot. They get the ball on the on the 40-yard line after that brutal missed field goal, which really acts like a, 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 like a turnover. Strange play calls and constant pressure, three and out. Um, just didn't know what the Chargers were thinking on that part. But punt, and they pin Denver deep. Uh, Chargers with excellent defense at that point. Caused a quick punt without having to burn a timeout. Huge. Ingram, once again, was dominant and amazing. Chargers take over with two minutes on the clock, their own 30-yard line. Move the ball down there. Again, sort of strange play calling in clock management. My man Koo, uh, first kick was good, but no, they iced him. Second one, you saw what happened, was blocked. And the Chargers are cursed. They lose the game. Um, fun game, though. You know, I mean, in many ways, it ended up kind of like I thought. Competitive, close game. I think the spread in this game was three. They won by three. Um, again, Chargers cursed. Um, there's going to be a lot of fun games in this division. So there's no doubt about that in my mind. Guys, I got to run. I'm glad I fit this in before I head down to the Steelers facility. Uh, We will have a guest tomorrow. Over and out. See ya.